Good, Dano. What's going on, mate? We are just... actually just been talking about dads. Yeah, dads. What's been going on with dads? So we just think. Oh, well, you're a dad. You'll understand. You'll understand this oracle. And fuck, the Australian cricket team has daddy issues at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> because not enough of them. Nobody looks at them anymore and thinks that they could be their dad. No, that's true. But is that because we've got older? Well, we've spoken about that. But if you think about it, right. Maddie Hayden at 32, which is roughly our age. We did a split screen. We did a split screen. Yeah. Like, that's a dad. Still. We split screened Labashane <laughs> and Hayden, and, and it just didn't add up. It d- doesn't add up, Oracle. Now, you are a father figure. You are a god. Yeah. <laughs> I've that far. <laughs> but, yeah, we just don't think – we think that's what's wrong with – a few sports at the moment. We just don't have, don't have enough father figures. And we asked Corbs before if anyone in the team, the current team, the current crop, if he would let any of them like nurse him to bed. Yeah. And, and, and what did he say? No, oh, he couldn't really come up with any. What did he Well, he said if any, maybe Labashane, but I think he immediately <laughs> regretted that when we told him about the split screen. Labashane. What nah. about Scott Bol? What about Scott Boland? Yeah, Scotty Boland was one I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah, Scott Boland. He'd be the only one I'd get to rock me to bed. Yeah, and you know what? Oh, we were thinking almost. Where's my charger? It was Minkawaja. Oh yeah, Papa Kawaja. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I've just had a light bulb moment, and I actually thought about this the other night. But I think that's why the Australian public's Loves Scotty Boland. Mm, you're absolutely Probably. relatable. Yep. And he could be your dad. Yep. That's it. And he, and he is loved because he's humble. He's unassuming. He's big. He's not a wanker. And, he's he, not a and wanker. he performs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like every good dad. Doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he, lead, he leads by example. Exactly right. Jesus. That's exactly why he's a cult figure. That's exactly And rightly it. so. He deserves it. He's the only dad we've seen in a long time. Yeah. That's probably true, to be honest. He's probably, he's probably only about 22. Who would you have put as the last, before Scott Boland, who would you have put as your last dad figure? Well, we're talking about that. We think Michael Clark was the end of the father figures. No. You, no, 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 was... no, no. Wait a second. No, no, no. We he ne- wasn't a father figure. Yeah, we never said he was a father figure. No, no, no. He, he marked, he marked yeah. the end. Yeah. He, he changed the yeah. Yeah, but everyone before that. I mean, yeah. Oh, like there was a there was a whole team of them. There was a whole team that, of dads. And then they just started dropping off. Yeah. Um I don't I don't think I can pinpoint it to one player. No, nah, I'm trying to think who it was like would have been pre Scott. Maybe like a maybe last. like a, a Mike Hussey. I would have gone with Mr. Cricket, yeah. Yeah, you're right actually. Probably he the, was the last one there. The youngest dad of the dads. Yeah. That the era of fathers. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm in agreement with that. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, Oracle, uh, I want to quickly talk about um before we get into next weekend, we'll recap on last weekend, but 
That ballot rich. <laughs> uh, mate, honestly, that was so incredibly unlucky that that got scra- check so hard. I just scratched my head. At that. I watched the race over and over again, and I just scratched my head going, how did, how did it lose? I know. So, like, it, it honestly got stopped. It got stopped dead and then continued to run on. Like, if it, if it just didn't cop that check, like, it wins that race easy, I reckon. Absolutely. So, I think with now, I think we're going to see it run over the mile next start. And with Caulfield getting its Renault done, I think we're going to see it. It'll either be at a Flemington race on a Saturday, potentially, or we're going to see it sand down. So we're going to get a, a, a track with a big, long straight. So give it time to wind up and praying and praying and hoping it's, it gets a good run in transit. I'm happy with Jordan Childs to stay on. Like I thought he rode the horse well. I just thought he was very unlucky. Yeah, just closed up on him. Like he just got yep. sandwiched. It, it, was, yep. it was just unluck. It was just bad luck. 100%. Exactly. And what else did we have going on that weekend? Yeah, we, we, we battled and battled our way into brutality again, who just got 48 lengths off the pace and just had too much to do. As soon as we came around that bend, I was like, sweet, well, we can rule that, put a pen through that. Yeah. And then we had, remember, we had the late mail capital flight to try and bring us back to some sort of parity, which got up there at, uh, at Ascot. That was a good watch. Yeah, that, that was a good watch, actually, in the end. That was Step a good watch. Stepped behind the speed, got out, and then just... Came home. And I think, didn't you have a big bet on that one, Dano? Capital, the late mail? Yeah, the late mail, capital flight. Oh, the one that got the chocolates. Yeah. Yeah. That saved me. I spoke about that earlier. But do you know what? Oh. He doesn't know. He doesn't. <laughs> we were speaking about this earlier. He doesn't remember. Like, it's like he closes his eyes and he doesn't. <laughs> like, he doesn't remember any of the races or any of the names. He just waits for you to tell him something and then he just closes his eyes. You probably don't want to hear that, Oracle. But <laughs> just closing his eyes. That, there couldn't be a more definition of blind faith. And my blind faith in you is high. Well, that's good. We're, we're doing he, well this year. He said he's too scared to watch the the races. I just oh, get really, really anxious. Yeah, I get really anxious. I don't like it. I like watching. Yeah. I like watching one win, and the thrill of that is fantastic. But the disappointment yeah. and like the feeling I get when they lose just it sort of oh, it hurts sucks. me a bit. Yeah. It sucks, but the winning feeling is what draws you back every week. Oh, it does feel good to win. I was telling him I can't, like, if I can't watch one, I'll, I'll, I'll like, wait till they put the replay up 10 minutes later and then scroll yep. through trying to hide the result with my hands on my phone so I yeah, can yeah, watch yeah, it again. Yeah, yeah, we cover it up. And you watch, even if you watch get the partial replay up, I'm the same as yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I don't like actually betting on them if I can't watch them. Well, yeah, it's kind of pointless, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's that thrill of watching your horse jump and then, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm in it for. No, nah, look, don't get me wrong. I could, I can sit there and watch them throughout a day. But, yeah, the other day, Oracle, we had a few losses and then there was that last well, one. Well, it's a bit of a rut period for a lot of people at the moment. Like I know heaps of people I'm speaking about who are struggling on the pun at the moment where they just can't jag anything. So for us to walk away with, I don't know, uh, I guess parody. I'd be pretty happy with that, to be honest. Yeah, mm. we did. We did. We did start um, the last couple of months well. Yeah. Oh, and and when you go through the numbers of what, how we've been going this year, I think our ROI total for all bets. I think we're at about a hundred percent. So we're doing really, really well. Yeah. And it's just going. We're just got just everyone who just listens and follows. Just don't bank your losses. Just have faith because we will rebound like like anyone who does. 
you're just going through those periods. So for someone to like stop following us now or pulling back or not betting on our bets, you're doing yourself a dis disarm because you're it's like it's like selling all your stock at a at, at a low price at the moment and you're not waiting for that boost where you want to sell out. All my stocks like are crypto. in crypto. We're like crypto. It, yeah, well, sort of, except we've been consistently winning until recently. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We're not a scam. Nah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, just just I wouldn't I wouldn't stop loss now because that's the worst thing you can do. It's like selling on a low. Just just have faith, and if you need to, just drop your unit size down. Simple as that. Yeah, yep, and that's what I've done. Minga, the Oracle down. couldn't be further from a fucking scam. No, it's it's, it's <laughs> Oracle and crypto. In the same sentence. Yeah, I apologise for that. <laughs> oh, that is fucked. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking there. Jesus. I was trying to, was trying to make it. He's like a blue chip stock or whatever they call them. What are yeah, those? Yeah, the one of the ones you can put your life savings <laughs> on. Yes, yeah. that's the oracle. Yeah. He's the blue chip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it's called? Chip. Yeah. Is it called a blue yeah, chip? blue chip. Yeah, you're spot on. Yeah, it's yeah. the oracle. That's him. So we get, what do you... Oracle, we've even spoken about that. Don't put your money in stocks. Put your money... With the Oracle, because the return's going to be way higher than 8%. And you've just said it, it's 100. There you go. Well, currently it's at 100. Why wouldn't you put your money there? Yeah, exactly. Fuck, there it's you an go. absolute no-brainer. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's a no-brainer. And that's how I see punting on horses. I just see it as like putting my money into a stock. And you tell me to do it, I'll just do it. And, I then, love it. and then you close your eyes and curl up in a ball in the corner. <laughs> That's fine. That's actually fine. I'm happy with that. I'll just wait, I'll just wait for the message. Like, I'll just read the message oracle on the group chat. If it's like, fuck, disappointing, like I'm, I'm just like, ah, oh, shit. But then sometimes I see like, great, great pick oracle and I'm like, fuck, we must have won. And that feels really good. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll try and get more of that. We'll try and get more of them this weekend. Yeah, we'll be Dara. back. We'll be back. I'm where, so confident. Where are we? Where are we going this week? Um, well, we've got. There's not much. Go. We'll, we'll touch on Randwick just because I. Well, we'll touch on it just because okay. it's there. Um, Randwick's a bunch of BMs. So what I mean by BM, they're essentially handicaps with a certain rating on them. So rails out that five meters plus. So remember how we spoke about when the Randwick rails out five meters, it's more tends to favor to those on pace or thereabouts. Um, there's no rain whatsoever. So we're going to deal with a good, probably good four, good three, depending on how much they water it down. Um, like I said before, we've got two BM 88s, three BM 78s and two BM 72. So essentially those numbers there are what a horse is rated. And yeah, they're, they're rated off that. So all your good horses aren't going to run in these races because they'll be weighted out of it, essentially. We've got that so, one, that Randvit handicap. Is that the only one with anything decent in it, really? There there really isn't a great deal with, with anything in it, to be honest. Like I, I had to scroll through this because I didn't have much time this, um, to this week, but I had to scroll through this afternoon. And I've got four black bookers running. But honestly, if I look at them now, I don't think any of them are going to end up being a bet, to be honest. So I've got yeah. uh, just for the listeners. So I've got it. I've got um, race three. I've got Mister Rocket. Mm -hmm. All right, you can see that with um, Brock Ryan on board. So my notes would read: He's got former round uh, zero and crowned by Aces, who we we actually backed um, on a Sunday. I think it was that was one of the the group um, group chat bets. We'll just put five we, units on it. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. That I, oh, I just and did. then. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
It's it, so it's got form in it, like in a good form race. But the problem is, I think Exalatus, I think it was, ran around last weekend and didn't really perform. So yep. it's questionable whether that's going to be a good form race or not. Obviously, seeing Crown by Aces getting up is good, but yeah, I've got question marks over it. Okay. Uh, then the next black book is the race six is Sunshine of Paris, who we're obviously we spoke about Connie in the review. Yep. Oh, gee, pro- she's there. Okay. Yeah, she's there. Race six over the 1,400, which is fantastic. So she's stepping up in trip, which I'm very happy about. But look where she's drawn. Yeah, the car park. She's drawn the car park. It wouldn't surprise me, to be honest, if you saw Annabelle scratch her. But she's drawn the car park. And like I said before, with the rail out five metres, I've got a query about whether horses are going to be – They're gonna. it's going to be difficult to run on, particularly from the back, because we know that she's certainly not going to sit more handy. She's going to flop out the back most likely, particularly from that barrier. Worth a couple units? No, the barrier is such a shame on that, isn't it, really? To, to be honest, Dano, I'd be watching the first three races – um, and seeing if you can if you can watch horses run on. So you've got a 1,200-meter race in race three, which would be pretty good to watch just to see that. And then the highway in race two is a 1,400-meter race. Yeah. So just look for those horses out the back. And if they, if you see some coming down the outside at pace and, and really closing off well, then Sunshine in Paris could be a bet. Oh. And she's fave at the moment too. Yeah, I don't know how she's favourite, to be honest. Like, yeah. Arnold, Arnold's got some good form. He's coming out of some much stronger grade, like BM88. Um, I think this this Est- Estadio Mestala. Oh, yeah. The, the one, like, why has J-Mac picked that over Arnold? Arnold's one of his horses. Like, he's ridden, ridden it, I think, almost all of its starts bar a couple. So it's interesting that he's opted for that other Waller runner. Very so that's, interesting. That's a, yeah, quite an interesting thing. So, yeah, I don't, I don't like the barrier. Um, so I'd, I'd be willing to probably steer clear of it, to be honest. But if you see horses run on, she's got the biggest turn of foot out of anything in that race, and I think the most upside. So, have a have a watch and just see. Okay, that's disappointing because I'd love to be launching into that. Yeah, I think the price is too short. I think I honestly think she'll come out in the market, to be honest. Yeah, and if she does, I might have a crack. Oh, if you if you can if you can get something like six seven bucks, oh, I'd be taking it. Yeah, I might even float something like that on Betfair and see see if someone snaps it up or not. Yeah. Okay. Nice. And then the last or the the second last black book was Lord Olympus in the BM eighty eight in race nine. I thought I liked it. I liked his run behind IME first up in the eleven hundred meters, which I don't think is his is. It's his pet trip. I think 1,200. He's more a 1,200-meter horse. Um, albeit, though, he's only won from six at the distance. So I think he's 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 just been unlucky. Like, there's a couple of times he's, he's run into some heavy tracks, which potentially aren't his go. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, he, 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 I thought he closed off really, really well in that first up run, but I don't think he's a bet in this race. And I'll be – and he's, again, drawn the car park. Yeah. That's another one. Uh, which is quite frustrating. Tyler Schiller, I thought, is riding in form. So he's ended up jumping off Lord Olympus and is, and is opting to ride another horse. Oh, he opted to ride Space Boy in that race, who who's subsequently been scratched. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not too keen on the race, to be honest. I am. But I'm just running. smoked him last start, didn't he? He did. But the... I'm I me I think is is the right favourite, particularly with J Mac jumping on board now. But I think that dehorned unicorn, I thought it was quite a good run. Um, first up in that in that BM seventy eight. 
um, where he just got ahead of Authentic Jewel over the 1,100. I thought it was really good. Yeah. And the horse drops. The horse is only going to be carrying 51.5 kilos. Yeah, I remember that. I had it. I had that in an early quaddy. Yeah, I and think, he's drawn really nicely as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't so I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be putting a pen through him either. I actually think this is quite a good, decent little race, can, considering the the low quality of the Randwick card overall. But if I, yeah, it's a tough race, and I think I'm his right favourite. Um, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be letting Dehorn Unicorn go around without a bet on if you wanted to bet into the race. Okay. Okay. Lovely. And then I reckon we can the rest of Ram because there's not much else to talk about. Yeah. First time we haven't had some group races there. Yeah. Sydney, well, we've it? got we've got two we've got some listed races at Eagle Farm and one listed race at Flemington. So at least at least those two states are, are offering some decent quality stuff or at least greater quality than what we're getting at Ram. Yeah. So do you want to go to Flemington next? Let's go to Flemington, yeah. So Flemington is the listed Kensington Stakes Day, which is a straight race down, just listed race, so nothing special or anything like that. Um, the rail's in the true position. I think we've touched on the rail positions here in the past when it's in the true. So 39% of winners over the last, I think, 20 meets or 30 meets even, 20, 39% have either been leader or on pace. 22% have come from midfield and then 39% have been a backmarker. So when you look at it like that, I think I've, I've said this before, it's really fair racing at Flemington when it's when it's the rails in the true position, which is a great thing. So your horses are going to win from anywhere unless they get buried on the fence or get stuck running up bumps. Yeah. So it's the fairest it's the fairest track in the country when the rails are the true in Flemington. Easy. Easy. It's one it's 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 arguably the best track in the country when you when you really reflect on it. Yeah. Okay. Is it always the the best horse? It's one of the only tracks where you can sit back and usually say the best horse won that race. Yeah, and you were saying, yeah, I love I love it there. And you're saying so this is race seven to Kensington. It's a straight, yeah. Yeah, it's a straight race. Oh, deadly. So I know I know the straight races aren't like very. What's the word for it? They're not, they're not fond amongst the punters club and and our group of mates who, who no. like to punt, are they? Not so. At all. How I approach a straight race is firstly, I like to look at the barriers as well. So when the, like we said before, the rail, when the rail's in the true position, it's usually a pretty good thing. So what you'll find is they'll either go down, they probably won't go down the middle. They'll either split off and go down the outside rails. All right. So that's one thing I always look for. Two, I always look for horses who've performed down the straight already. Sometimes you get those horses who haven't and they're just absolute freaks. Like um, Home Affairs, remember when he won the, that race was it yeah. lightning remember when he when he knocked off um nature strip no no the Coolmore stud sorry you know when he just blitzed his own age group so yeah always like to look for that usually with with horses so when i looked at this race i came to to one horse simple as that and that was hal vorson i was just thinking that as well i remember his last run it was pretty good yeah so hal vorson loves the track um, so he's raced predominantly down the straight. He's had 18 starts for five wins, a second and a third. And then over the, I think this is the thousand meters, he's had seven starts for a win, a second and a third. So he's, he's good at an each way price. He loves the good deck. So hates the soft and heavy. So all eight of his wins have come on a good deck or sorry, all nine, eight of his nine wins have come on a good deck. And I thought his, I thought his run at Flemington in the century stakes, Back on the, I think it was third uh, of November, which would have been. Uh, that was Melbourne. Was that wasn't Melbourne Cup? Was that Melbourne Cup day? Might have been, yeah. 
yeah, so I thought his run behind Joyful Fortune, who was that horse who ended up running in the Everest, yeah? And then he had Zuso and, and Yulon Command. He beat Ethelric, who's come out and won since. Um, so he's, he's he beat some decent horses down the straight. So he's got a good second up record, six starts for two wins, a second and a third. So if gun to my head, he asked me to put a bet on, I'd be going with him. And he's drawn barrier seven, so he has the option to obviously – go follow the horses out wide or go inwards, or if they go down the middle, he can just park in behind them. Five units on. <laughs> Don't do that. I've got, a couple, I've got a couple of ones that you want to bet on there. Put those units on there. I really like that one, though. He's opened at nines and he's into 550 too. Everyone, well, everyone knows he's a straight tracker. Everyone yeah. knows he loves the, the Flemington straight. Andrew Malian has a good relationship with him, and he's carried weight before. So I don't have any issues with that 60 kilos. Okay, good. Now, have you got another one at Flemington you want to look at? Yes. The the one that I'm really keen on, Dana, here's, here's one you can put a couple of units on, but you probably don't need to put a huge amount on because she's she's quite a decent price. Right. All right, so we're going to go to race two in the BM70, which is also down race, the straight. Race two down the straight. Here we go. Talk to me, Oracle. And see if, see if you can recognize a specific horse who I've got a bit of an opinion on. You have a guess. I, I think I know what it is. Do you, you, don't, you, you don't. He doesn't. He blacks out when he when he bets on these things. <laughs> yeah, hey, it's, so, it's a top weight, isn't it? Nah, number four. So all about all about. All about oh e. yeah, you've tipped that to us. Yeah, remember I tipped that down on that Ballarat Cup day. Remember I I remember I, I said have a little snippet on it about sixteens, and then she ended up starting five fifty, and then she absolutely rocketed down the outside. Yeah, I remember missing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <I don't> remember <laughs> it <winning>. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, you look at this horse's record. Yes, eleven starts, three wins in a second. But most, what a big thing you love about mares is mares in form usually stick and stay in form. All right, so that's a big thing. She's a mare. She's had some two blistering finishes. One, a, one a good deck, obviously in a BM sixty four at Ballarat, and then she obviously. M- seconded up um, or bettered it, I guess, second up in that BM70 on Ballarat Cup Day. Now, I'm looking at this race. Now, it's again, it's another straight race, but I'm looking at quite a decent amount of speed in this race. So you, if you look at it here, you got Morning Melody, you got Cotel, the favourite, Emanato, Rosalia, um, Stalia, and No Way Ever. So they all are going – they're all leaders. So you're going to look for them actually just – bothering each other and i do i do concede that um the peter moody horse coattails was very good um first up in that bm70 at cranbourne over the thousand meters on the 25th of november but i'm just worried about the pressure that that horse is going to receive from all these other horses around it which um obviously lines it up for a horse with a big big booming finish and as we saw um on ballarat cup day um all about eve has that big booming finish on her yeah, I love that. So seven fifty, so, I'm looking at five units. So yeah, so I think she opened around the ten dollar mark. So yep. I'd be I'd be taking that. Go each way. Um, yep. Just save yourself because what can you get a place? Two forty five. No, done. Perfect. Yeah. You're gonna get your money back. What are you looking at, Dano? I'm looking at oh two forty five. That's great. There you go. Yeah. Sorry, I got five it. units. Yeah. <laughs> five units each way. That's what I've done. I've got no so more, you got no more units out. left. <laughs> no more units left? You nah. didn't save any units for Eagle Farm. You might Which have to one? deposit. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I just... Right, Eagle Farm, have we not spoken about that yet? 
Nah, that's the next one. I'll we'll put a few more saying. units in there. Hey, so Z- cool. Zara's not racing. I can't um, see him in any of these things. Is he suspended or something? I think he might be having some time off. Hey, Zara's actually in Byron at the moment. That's where is he? he is. And um, my mate, or our mate AJ, was actually with him on the weekend. Well, you hear if, is, he, is he ripping in? Yeah. Good on him. <laughs> Well, he better be right. So he's going to be riding my horse when she goes for her maiden early next year. Really? Yeah. So I'm in this horse with Steve, who's part owner with Gold Trip. Yeah. So he's requested Zara to ride, ride Daya. So he's going to go out there and do the jump outs and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully he's right for that and ready to fire up. <laughs> You better get back down to Melbourne. <laughs> so I just got a devastating text from AJ. I said, send me a Zara story. He said, you should have done the potty in Byron with him. Yeah. <sighs> We've missed one. God, that would, have been, that would have been a pretty good guest to get on. We've missed one, boys. Holy shit. Fucked up. He would have done it too. Yeah. Damn it. Uh, next time. Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> Move dwell. It on. Let's you not know? dwell on it. But you <laughs> But um, chase your losses. So yeah, so Connie, you can post that one now for the the guys on the Instagram. I'm going to be getting on all of that Eve anyway. All right, good, good, good. That's easy. So I think yeah, there'll be two there'll be two bets that we're going to um, put up already tonight. Anyway, so you guys can get on them now if you want. Okay. Well, oh, yeah. So that's one of them. Um, I, I want to look at um race eight. So this is just the tab trophy. So it's a 1400 meter handicap. I think it's a good little field. Yeah. Um, one of my favourites is in the racing corner pocket. Yep, the pocket. Yeah, can you see the corner pocket? So when he it was on Packenham Cup Day, Pig Swamp Day. Yeah, the old Pig so Swamp. So he shit all. Yeah, Packenham. old Pig Swamp. So he was he was actually beaten by Umgawa over that um that twelve hundred meter race. So if you have a look at if you watch the replays there, Umgawa was awesome. Really, really loved the way it, it hit the line. Um, and I thought corner pockets fourteen hundreds more suited his or more his pet trip. So. He's had five starts at the distance for four wins. And the one start where he didn't win was this random BM 100 when he was at the end of his prep where it was just an excuse run. So I think he's primed and ready to go in this race. He's won at the track and distance before. He's got a good second up record with three wins a second. Um, so three uh, starts for a second and a third. So I think at 460 or thereabouts, I think he... He's a decent price. I think he might get out in the market with him being drawn in barrier 15. So let's just wait and see. So I wouldn't be getting on right now um, because he got a bit of speed drawing this side. So he may have to work a bit harder. And well, the way the Flemington um, the way the Flemington 1400 meter is, you start off like in the shoot and then you come out onto the corner, that final corner, and then come round. So the concern is he's going to be three wide without cover coming around that end, and then he's not going to have any gas in him that final, I guess, meter straight. So it's just things to consider, and that's probably my only query with him is is that barrier and why he's probably not going to end up being a bet, but it's certainly something to look at. Okay, yep, yep. It's a good-looking little race, actually, that one. It is, eh? It's actually a good little handicap, surprisingly, considering it's off-season racing. Yeah, um, I'd be happy to get on him though. I think he can I think he's got them covered if he's right. So I, I'll just wait because I think you'll get a drift. I reckon you'll get more about the five, five fifty, maybe even a six dollar mark, depending on things. 
Because I think early syndicates will probably look at that map and those map-based punters will and probably put a set against him. So you might get a better price come race time. Yep. Okay. Unless, of course, Lindsay Park. In terms of course, Lindsay Smith comes out on radio and declares him and then you're up shit creek. But I, I doubt that's going to happen. <laughs> okay, good. So should we go uh, all the way back home to Brisbane? Let's do it. Let's go to Brizzy. Have a look. Um, now, this is this is another one that's leading up to our summer carnival. Now, I just want to ask you something. I love getting you to pronounce these, yep. these Connie, but I might, I might get Dano to try this one. So <laughs> pronounce race seven for me, Dano. The actual race. At Eagle Farm. Yeah. Yeah. How do, you, how, do you, how do you pronounce it? Give me a sec. All right. Eagle Farm. <laughs> race seven. What? The loud knee stakes. Lowney. <laughs> so, so it's for, it's actually pronounced lock. Lock. Is it Lockney? It's Lockney. It's the Lockney stakes, I'm yeah. pretty sure. The Lockney stakes. Lowney stakes. Lowney Chinese investors stakes. I, I thought it was the Lowney stakes. <laughs> it's brother of the Wagyu. The, the Lockney. Lockney. Oh, you cracked that me up, That sounds bro. like Scottish or something. I think it's Irish. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I think it's, it's Irish. And I think, isn't a lock like a big body of water or something like that? Yeah, well, well that'd be the lock net. Sounds like but a Chinese Scot- steak, lock- best cooked, yeah. medium rare. <laughs> what? I don't know what you've been eating. The Lao Ni steak. <laughs> <laughs> the Lao Ni. Lao Ni. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe um, that is Irish for like, um, like if because it sounds it's pronounced the same as the Scottish yeah, way think, they say it. Can we get a couple of dumplings and a Lowney steak? <laughs> Can't you imagine that being on the menu? That's what I thought. Here you go. All right. So, Loch Ney is a freshwater lake in Northern Ireland and is the largest lake of Ireland, uh, the United Kingdom, and the British Isles. Wow! And it's made its way all the way down here. And For so, race seven at Eagle Farm, <laughs> exactly right. Don't, don't ask me why this race is named after it, but I've got anyway. to put I've got to put a few units on in this race. Uh, yeah, yeah. You got anything okay, for so, me? So not in this race. We'll, we'll talk. We'll touch on the horse that I really like in um in one of the earlier races. Oh, so nothing in Loch Ness. No, it's actually a really good race though. Oh, so yeah, look at it. You saw these guys go around um, and the Gold Coast, most of these guys actually, sorry, went around the Gold Coast in the TATS recognition back on 26th of November, so I think, what, two weeks ago. Um, it was the one that was taken out by Emerald Kingdom. Yeah, and we, we were on Holyfield in that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, well, I think we, yeah, we... we and we Kinlock. Still, yeah, Kinlock, yeah. And remember, he got trotted on, yeah. so you can, it's a full forgive run for him. So it's actually it's a, it's a good little field and like you can make a case like we've been on Rainbow Connection before, Emerald Kingdom is always there about. Uh, Holyfield was great. Like look when he first up over the Doom in twelve hundred, he broke the track record that day. So he's obviously come back really well. Um, I'm not sure. Like I'm not sure if he was suited by that Gold Coast track or not, or just the Emerald Kingdom is just come up this prep. He's hard fit, ready to go. Who knows? Um, but there's, there's, there's the North Queenslander, Master Jamie, getting in in, in this race. Uh, Vinko, who's always thereabouts, he actually loves the Eagle Farm track. So he's had um, six starts at this track and distance for two wins, the second and the third. So at 950 I think that's a really, really good price. 
Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. And then funnily enough, Chris Lees has brought you called it to this race. So he originally was planning on going to, I think one of the new year's day or new year's Eve meets. And then he opted, I just read an article today, opted to come here because he saw that the nominations were quite low. So he thought, why don't we have a crack? Okay. So yeah, he's, he's uh, won two on the trot now. He's got uh, loves Michael the Cahill. Yeah, he's got Michael Carl on. He's a good jockey. He's a great um, jockey. The, the, yeah, he is. The interesting thing, though, is um, Andrew Mallion has been riding the last two starts because he's the obviously the principal rider for, for Lee's up here. He's obviously down south riding Alf, Hal Vorson. So I don't know. We'll see how we go. But Michael Carl's definitely made his um, appearance known since returning to, to the riding ranks up here. So I don't think it, the horse is going to lose anything with him on board. No, definitely not. Okay. So that's it. That's your pick in that? No. So I don't actually have a selection. It's too hard to pick, but it will lead me and we'll touch on the gold edition. It will lead me into the horse that I think we're going to bet on there, Dano. So we're going to go to race four. Race four. So go to race four. So it's just the no Metro wins handicap. So it's it's quite a low or well, low lower quality race. Mm. So the horse I'm the horse I'm quite keen on is number four. The Drover. Okay. I know the Drover. All right. So if we scroll back, go back and have a look who the Drover ran second to last start and by a small margin at Sunshine Coast over 1,400 metres. You ca- you called it. Which is the horse we were just talking about who's won Indeed. two on the trot, who's then nominated for that listed race. Well, so Not even half a length second. Yep. Yeah, if you watch the race, um, you called it probably should have won by more. The drover shifted out and then made the horse shift. Um, still won the race relatively comfortably, but that was a BM85. So the drover then went last start to Eagle Farm um, last week behind Argyle Lane. You would have heard of Argyle Lane, the, yep. the Josh King. Now, it, it obviously was a class above every horse in this race, but the drover missed the start. Now, he naturally is always on speed or thereabouts anyway. So the drover actually missed the start and had to weave his way through. It had, albeit had Ben Thompson on board, who's the form Queensland jockey at the moment, um, had him on board, but had to weave his way through traffic and clock some very, very fast sectionals um, coming home. So I think that just shows to us that the horse is actually relatively versatile, can either take a sit or he can sit on speed. But having a look at this race, there actually is no noted leader in this race. So would not surprise me if uh, Nikita Berryman from the wide barrier takes him across, sets the pace and and essentially tries to kick on the bend and, and, and do a similar sort of tactic it did at the Sunshine Coast when it got nabbed by you called it. So I think it's $6. I think it's a, a really, really good price for that horse. And if you can get those $2.50 or thereabout odds for the, the placing, I think it's a nice bet. Jeez, that's good. Five each way. Whatever you- Whatever you're feeling. Whatever you're feeling. Or 10 units on the win. So whatever you're feeling, just have something on it. Yeah. You know? 10 units to win's getting a bit, you know. They're, they're $1 units. That, well, <laughs> far away. Ten, Put the whole ten, count on it. 10, ten <laughs> units is a, is a big bet there, Dano. <laughs> it's, it's just 10 bucks. <laughs> but it is 10 units. Yeah. Well, yeah. I love that. Six bucks. Yeah, love the form yeah. around it. Yeah, so I think it's I think it's a good bet. So you can probably post that one as well, there, Con. Okay. Yep. Done. Yep. And then I reckon we. T- Powell played, it, say Powell there, played it with five units. Got it for seven. 
I'm happy with that. Well played. What were you sorry, Oracle? What were you saying? Sorry, Oracle. Now I think the race of the day across everywhere is the race nine at Eagle Farm. Okay. So this is probably arguably some of the the best three-year-olds that we've got in the state running in this race, which is wonderful. So it's leading up to the Magic Millions. I'm not sure which ones are Magic Millions qualified, but it's it's a listed race and it's over the 1,200 metres. It's a really, really good race now. The Boom Horse Golden Boom is obviously the short price favourite, $1.85. Then you got Steady oh, Ready. Hang which on, is, have you said – you've said race nine there. What are we – Oh, race eight, sorry. Race not, eight. Not race yep. nine, sorry. Go. Yep. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's called a gold edition. So it's a listed race over 1,200 metres for three-year-olds. And it's got some really, really good horses in it. Mm. Something I've got a lot of time for. Hey, so this I, I actually read an article um, about this end assembly. Yeah, mate. Well, I was going to talk about that. But yeah, go on. What, was it, what did the article say? Well, just that he's, um, you know, Je suis Ballet, uh, obviously from the same stable. And yep. Je suis Ballet, probably there. I don't know, premier horse from the stable at the moment. Yeah. Uh, is it Mark Curry, is it, the trainer? Yeah, yeah, yep. So he was saying that he's got another good one too. What's his other good one that he's got? He's got Soxagon. Yeah, that's the, that's it. So he reckons that end assembly matches motors with both of them. He thinks yep. it's even possibly a better horse. It's just got it because it's so young, it's just still a bit green. Yeah, I agree with him. Did you? Did you, have you guys um, had a chance to watch any of its Toowoomba replays? No. So obviously it runs out of Toowoomba. If you get a chance, go back and watch. So one's on the twelfth of November in a maiden over eleven hundred, and and there was one on the third of December over the eleven hundred. Um, it's one like collectively both races by I think fifteen lengths total. Yeah. So one it's maiden by about seven and a half lengths, and one it's um, next start by about five lengths. And what like I loved in, about it, sorry, that's like yeah. incentivized vibes. It is, and and the thing about that that horse is Toowoomba track is, is this will be a little trivia thing for you, Dano. The Toowoomba track is it has an uphill straight. Yep. So what you find is some horses can really gallop up, and and you, those big, strong, powerful horses can really motor through that uphill, and that's what separates them from those horses who can't handle it. So when I'm looking at this race. This horse has won two 1,100-meter races at Toowoomba running uphill. So I have no issues whatsoever with it stretching out to 1,200 meters. You're looking at Golden Boom, who's only raced over 1,000 meters in his in his two starts. Albert, yes, yes, he's won them very impressively, but he's got to get to 1,200 meters. And, and with the pressure that's going to be coming on, because Steady Ready's a, a very, very fast horse. Um, spiritualized is a leader and a bit of a control freak who also I don't think is a 1,200-meter horse. I don't think Steady Red is a 1,200-meter horse either. So that leaves the rest of the horses, if I'm looking at them, we've got Johnny Rocker, who we know will run 1,200. Um, we've got Exo Lady, who's, who's quite a sound horse, who also won 1,200. Like Exo Lady finished fourth to, to Sunshine in Paris, Chinny Boom and Stroll last start. So if you're looking at those form lines, it's quite good. I don't understand the difference in price between Exo Lady and uh, I think it's Ekaterina, the yeah. Robbie Heathcote horse. Yep. So if you go back and watch the replay of that race behind Stroll, Sunshine Paris and Chinny Boom, Ekaterina or however it is, 
she was really motoring home and I thought her run was full of merit. So for her to be the outs or the second outsider in that race about in around the $30 mark, I just can't see the price discrepancy between the two of them. It's huge. So it's like, it, what is it? Ekaterina. It's almost double the price. Yeah, 34. And they cross, XO and essentially 15. they cross, they cross the line together. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to see where the pricing's at, but, in my opinion, I think End Assembly is a it's a very good horse. Justin Stanley's a good jockey from up north. Um, drawn to sit just behind the speed, because I reckon Steady Ready's gonna lead from spiritualized. I think Golden Boom and End, End Assembly will be the next pair, and I think Exo Lady and the rest of them will kind of be behind them. So I think it shapes for a really, really nice race, but I would be having a little bet on End Assembly. I don't think because it's such a young horse with only two starts behind under its belt. I wouldn't be a launch bet or anything like that, but I certainly think the horse has a, a quite a lot of upside. And the way that I saw it just go up that hill there at, at Toowoomba suggests to me that 1,200 metres is just going to be its pet trip, maybe even longer. Yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down there. I really like yeah. that. That's a good price too. Yeah, so, yeah, we've given, what, six, uh, eight, and $750 horses out. So I think they're all going to – if we get one up, then everyone's, everyone's going to profit for the day. Yep. Yep, and uh, I think we're I think we're due for a change of luck. I think we are as well. I really do. So, Mingri, have you got any units left for that, or have you deployed them all? I've got five units left. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> we're putting. Bit, are you just launching everything today, Dana? He's deployed uh, all units. Fucking blue over, chip on the, over the duration of this podcast. blue chip. Where am I putting them? <laughs> Eagle Farm Race Eight. Yeah. Um, I'm Number six. I'm on it. Sweet. They're going. They're all going on it. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Oracle. I'm, Hang on. Why have I still got the drover in here? We're gonna need to load that up. Race four. Load that up and clear the slip. It's it's offering me a multi. Oracle. I really like it in assembly. I really do. Yeah. I'm glad. Well, like I feel like that's a bit more omenry when you bring it up. And that's the horse that I came to when I looked into the race. Yeah, I feel like that's a sign. That's like a team bet. Do you know what to? Do you know what else I didn't mention? Which you probably already know because you're the oracle. But they, um, Curry was saying that um, it's a bloke who works for him, uh, who actually bred the horse. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah. So they haven't like, they haven't paid a ton of money for it or anything like that. That's why I'm getting like incentivized vibes from it. Yeah, I feel like it's a similar sort of story. It's just what did incentivize have by the time he went to Melbourne? Hadn't he won his races like collectively by like four oh, lengths or something like that? The ones when he was winning up here were just astronomical. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Was, and he came out of Toowoomba too, and was yeah, he bred did. by who was the Steve Tregay. Yeah, yeah, he's a great trainer. So he's stepping back off the um, off the like the training side of things and really focuses on the breeding now. Yeah. And then he's passed on, I think he's training to Josh. His name's Josh Rich, Josh Richards, maybe, I think. Okay. So, yeah, this young fellow who I think may have done an apprenticeship or did, was a stable hand or something like that. So he's he's taken over. Joshua King is his name. So he's taken over a lot of a lot of the horses. All right, we'll keep so an like, eye out like, for him in the, in the, on the race list for sure. Yeah, he's a, he's a good trainer, and I think with if he's been mentored by Steve Tregray, he's going to have a big future. Oh, big time! Yeah, so that's yeah. interesting. I'm really interesting to see this end assembly go around. 
Love yeah, I'm pretty keen to watch it. it as well. Same. All right, mate. So have we got, have we got anything else there or are we going to, or should we wrap um, her up? One more bet that I think everyone wants to get on, will want to get on. Um, yep. But it, the prices aren't out yet. I'm hoping if we can get around the 3 350 mark, take it. Okay. Um, Newcastle race six on Saturday, narrative. Newcastle race six, narrative. Narrative. Yeah. Yep. So we spoke about the horse. Um, we were on the horse two starts ago, oh, one start ago. Now, this horse has Iona Merck form. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it ran second to Iona Merck in, that, in a maiden over 1,000 metres, all right, at Kembla Grange. Um, two lengths off, Iona Merck went to Saturday Metro grade and won. So I think this horse is a great bet. And it's got uh, Keegan Latham on, who's drawn a lot better because he's drawn the car park last start. I think it's the best horse in this race. I think it's a really weak maiden, and I think he's just going to piss it in. Oh, yes. All right, that's Newcastle race six narrative. So what price were you saying you want to see for that, though? If you can get around the 3 350 mark, take it. Um, I'm not sure what we're going to get. It'll be wait. It'll be interesting to see what um which which bookie goes up first because if I reckon if they're throwing up any sort of decent price, any guy or any person watching um the races, those races, the the provincial ones will be getting on it. Okay, so keep so an eye it, on you, that. You heard it here first on the on the round table. <laughs> Keep an eye on that one, punters. Get your units yeah. ready. So you, you, you'll probably get you'll probably get prices coming out around just after lunch tomorrow, most likely for that race. Okay. All right. Brilliant. Potty will be out by then. They've probably all they'll probably all listen to it by then as well. So yeah. So oh, the other thing you've got to take into account with that race is the horse is an emergency. So the best thing is take the early price, pray and hope we have four scratchings, which might likely happen. And then you're going to obviously shorten because it will get in the field. Yeah, so you probably might get a better price because it's not actually in the field when that opens up. Hey? Potentially, yeah. Okay, brilliant. All right, mate. Well, we'll let you go. And thanks again. We love you. That's blue chip stuff as always. <laughs> thanks, boys. Thanks, Oracle. <laughs> thanks, mate. Have a good night. You hey, too. Mate. See ya.